Joseph saved not only the children of Israel, but Egypt. Can you just turn me down just a little bit. It's still kind of ringing a little bit. I don't know if you guys can hear that. It just kind of bothers me. I apologize for that. So this morning, I want to talk about a very important test because you know what happened to Joseph. His brothers hated him. He was cocky. He was thrown into a pit. He was sold as a slave. He was falsely accused. Uh, a lot of bad things happened. But in that whole time, he, be, he tried to say, Lord, help me to keep my right attitude, my right spirit. And in this, where we see that his, his father passed away, and the brothers come to him saying, oh my goodness, he is going to get us. And, and Joseph passes what we call the pardon test and says, you know what? I'm good. I don't hate you guys. I'm not going to get back at you. And so this morning, something very, very important is going to happen. This morning, we're going to talk about you and I learning to pardon people. Because some of us are holding on to pains. Okay? The first thing here, it's just, just the gain is a little high. I guess that's part of the problem on the microphone. Let me move it down just a little bit. All right. Think about this. What would it be like if you were sold into slavery by your own flesh and blood? What would it be like if you were falsely accused and thrown into prison? What would it be like to, to live in a foreign land where you had no family, no friends, no one there, not even, a foreign culture completely, completely different? You would be lonely. You would possibly be angry. In fact, Joseph... If anyone had a right, he had a right to be angry, to be, to be bitter. But in his life, he chose not to be bitter. He chose not to be angry. He chose not to allow his mind to think back how his brothers betrayed him. He chose not to allow hate and anger and retaliation and retribution to fuel him. And, and unfortunately, too many people in our world, we're looking for justice. We're looking for retribution. We're looking for revenge. And the Bible tells us something else. It says, no. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You see, there's some, some of you in this room right now, you're, sick, you're still wanting revenge. You're wanting justice right now for something bad that happened to you. And I'm sorry that something bad happened to you. But you need to let go of it and let God deal with it this morning. And that's what Joseph did. He let go of this, this thing. And so this morning, you and I can learn to let go because Joseph did not allow the pain and burden of unforgiveness to destroy his life destiny. And some of you, you're in a place of holding right now because you have not let go. You have not forgiven someone or something. And you're in a holding pattern because every night, every day, when it gets quiet, you torment yourself over and over. I got passed over with that job. The, the thing didn't happen. This relationship failed. My parents did that. The pastor did that. That other church did that. The government did that. And you're just playing that over and over and over. And God is saying, I want to let you go to your destiny, but I cannot allow you to go until you let go of this. You see, this, this is the thing that burns and it destroys lives, right? So this morning, let's learn from Joseph. Let's learn how to be free this morning. Amen? So the first thing is this is the pardon test. Forgiving wrongs. Forgiving wrongs. Joseph made the decision to forgive. The suffering Joseph endured came about because of deliberate cruelty and malice. I mean, I, I remember growing up as a, as a brother. I was the youngest brother. So guess what that meant? I got the brunt of my older brother thinking it was funny to beat me up. Thinking it was funny to make fun of, make fun of me and belittle me in front of their friends. And there were times that I, want, I, mean, can I, yeah, I wanted to pound their lights out as a little brother. I wanted to beat them up. And I tried. 
And I'd pick myself off the floor and I would try again and I'd go cry to mom and say, oh, I'm feeling scary. And so, so I understand the, the, the aspect of, of, of your blood. And, and of course now we're stronger, we're brothers. But can you imagine your own brothers wanting to kill you, wanting to murder you, but then they throw you in a pit, then they sell you off into slavery. But Joseph made a choice to forgive. Pastor, how do you know that? You weren't there. That's, that's right. But the Bible says he forgave. In Genesis 39.2, here's, here's, here's a hint. Genesis 39.2 says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. You see, God's favor cannot be upon a person when there's unforgiveness unsettled in their life. Because Matthew, in fact, in fact we have that key scripture, Matthew 14.15 says, If you cannot forgive... Someone, God will not forgive you. And so Joseph lived in favor because he did not hold on to the bitterness and the pain. He did not hold on to the anger. He did not allow his mind to play tricks. He had lived and he forgave and God blessed him. And you see, you and I have to deal with hurt, rejection, people looking over us, people doing things with malice. If, if you've ever lived in this world, someone's going to do something with malice against you. We have, this, we have this crazy mindset that, that it's not fair. Life's not fair, right? Until we get to heaven. We live in a world where people want to hurt you. They want to manipulate. They want to lie to you. They want to steal. In fact, the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life. You've got to get this false mentality. Oh, the, you know, uh, everything should be right and the government should make things right and my mom should make things right and, and the pastor should make things right. Sometimes those forces can't make everything right. And some of you hold on to, the, to that and say, well, it's, I'm, I just, I'm going to be mad until that's right. And you need to let go. Amen? Joseph let go. He had to deal with hurt and rejection and pain like all of us. And every one of us will face this pardon test. And we just talked about it in Genesis 50, 15-21. In fact, the Hebrew word, it talks about forgiveness. The Hebrew word for forgiveness means to absolve, to carry off, to lift off. His brothers came to him and said, Joseph, would you, would you absolve us for, for the wrong? I mean, they didn't say personally the wrong, but would you absolve us? They, they said that Jacob, the father, said, would you lift off this burden? And it's very important that you get this because this is exactly what Jesus did for us. He lifted our guilt. He lifted this wrongdoing from us. In fact, in, in Isaiah 53, 6, it says this. Let me get there. We have all, all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This is the prophecy speaking of Jesus, that the Lord took our wrongdoing and laid it on Jesus. So that he lifted it off. And so what they were saying was, was, Joseph, would you lift off this wrongdoing from us and forgive us and set us free? And when you pardon someone, you need to do the same thing. You need to lift that burden off of them and say, I forgive you. I give it to the Lord. Do you see what I'm saying? But the problem is many of us, we can't do that. Well, you don't understand what they did to me, Pastor. You don't know what they said. You don't understand how it is to live in a household like that. No, but Jesus does. And He was bruised and beaten. So you don't have to bruise and beat yourself up. Amen? So Joseph learned this. You and I need to learn this. You see, if we cannot 
let go, we will never move on to the next steps of destiny that God has for us. You've got to let go because then you can be free. Joseph knew that. You see, God forgave us the same way. He took your guilt, your sin, and He took it off of you and put it on Jesus. So the question is, if God can forgive you of greater sins, can you not forgive a brother or a sister, a co-worker, a neighbor, like God did? That's the pardon test. That's where many people in this world struggle. That's where even believers struggle. And until you do that, you cannot move to the destiny. So number two, holding on to unforgiveness hurts you, right? It hurts us. It's, it's, like, it's like drinking poison and saying, I'm going to get that person. And who, who does the poison hurt? You. When you hold on to unforgiveness, I'm going to get them. You're only hurting yourself. You are the one hurting, not them. They have no idea day in and day out the struggles. They have no idea day in and day out all the, the pain and the anger and the, and the frustrations and your heart beating and, and all the things just going apart in your life. They're happy as can be. You're like, this is not right, God. I want justice. I want retaliation. And the whole time you're burning and you're killing yourself. You need to let go of it. Amen? You're allowing bitterness to torture you over and over again. And Jesus spoke very clearly about this in the, Old, in the New Testament. He used the parable of the unmerciful servant. You know this parable. The unmerciful servant had these huge debts. And he goes and begs, please have mercy. And and, and his master says, I forgive you. Then he goes out and he sees a person and owes him a little bit. He grabs the guy and he's beating him up and throws him in jail and says, you pay me back. And then the word comes back and says, wait a minute. Now let's pick it up. Matthew 18, 32-35. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all the debts of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured and until he should pay back all he owed. Listen to what Jesus says. This is how your heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Wow. You see, some of you are still bitter and anger. God says, I cannot allow that to go if you have not forgiven them. You're torturing yourself. He allows just you to torture yourself. And you've got to let it go. Amen? You've got to, from your heart, let go. You're in bondage until you release that person or those persons or that nation or, or that thing, the government, whatever it is. That person is not in torment. You are. You're in prison. And until you let go, of you say, God, I lift that from them and I give it to you. You're going to be in torment the rest of your life. And you're going to look at life negatively. You're going to wonder where God is. You're going to wonder why bad things are. And the scripture is very clear. saying, until you let go of it, you're going to be tortured. That's not a very nice God. It's because He wants you to let go of that. Because He forgave you of a big sin. Amen? Some tough preaching, I know. But God wants you free today. Amen? When you let go, then you can live out your destiny. Your destiny. So let's talk about just some keys of forgiveness this morning. Keys to forgiveness. The first one is, it's release, receive, and believe. So the first one is release. To forgive others, you must completely release them and all the charges against them. You have to let go. You say, you know what, God? I'm not going to hold them responsible anymore. It was wrong. I'm, I'm hurt, God. But I release them. I'm not going to hold it. Now, that's easier said than done, isn't it? Right? It's a lot easier said than done. But true forgiveness, 
doesn't look for vindication. It doesn't look for, for retaliation. It doesn't look for justice. True forgiveness releases the wrongdoers from the punishment they deserve. Joseph learned that. He released his brothers way before they even came and asked him. And this is how God wants us to forgive people in the church and people in the world. Family, friends, co-workers, neighbors. Everyone has sinned against God. True? The Bible says we've all sinned. Okay? Every one of us has sinned against God and we deserve judgment. But God in His mercy forgives us and He no longer holds those sins against us. Isn't that awesome? Right? And if God can do that, we should also do the same. We should release that. So you know what? Yes, that was awful. It is bad. But I'm going to let it go. And this is how He expects us to. In fact, here's a scripture. Colossians 3.13 Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When you forgive, God forgives. And then we release that person fully to God. Okay, we'll talk more about why. So here is, in fact, let me pick it up again. Genesis 50, 15-17. Listen to this. Listen, look at Joseph's great maturity and forgiveness in the right heart. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you were to say. Joseph, I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of God, of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. You see, if you think about this, it looks like the brothers are still trying to manipulate Joseph. Because I, I, I don't think Jacob maybe even really gave that message. Because Jacob didn't know that they threw him in the pit. Remember, they're the ones that lied. Oh, your, your son, that son Joseph, your favorite, he got eaten up by wild animals. This is very interesting for us. You see, the brothers lied about Joseph to Jacob and now they're fearing retribution. So they say, they say hey, hey, forgive the... For, your dad said, forgive these guys. Your servants. Isn't that funny? Your servants. Now they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're your servants. The brothers never really ask for forgiveness. This is key because you see, sometimes those who wrong us, they will never say they're sorry. They will never ask you for forgiveness. And you say, well, see, that's right. I can eye therefore, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. I can hold it. No, you can't hold it against them. It's going to destroy you. It's going to eat at you. It's going to prevent you from going into the next thing that God has for your life. You see, it, it's easy, right? It's easy to, to forgive someone who truly repents, right? It's easy when, when someone comes and they're, they're crying and they're saying, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do it. And you're like, that's, okay, I forgive you. But when they're bold and they say, hey, your dad said to forgive your servants for the wrong... They, and they're talking in third person, as if they're not in the room. Those guys that did the bad, you're supposed to forgive them. They didn't even say, Joseph, we are sorry. And you and I said, well, see, because they didn't say it, I'm, I'm, I don't have to forgive them. No, you have to forgive them. If you want to be right, you want to, you want to go forward. You see, it's harder to forgive those who refuse to repent. And what about people that continue to lie? These guys, these brothers, they still lied. They were still manipulating the truth. You see, sometimes people are going to continue to lie. They're going to be hard. And you're going to just continue to burn and you're going to be angry. Or you could say, you know what, I'm going to let them go. And let God deal with them. Amen? 
You see, this is the test of true forgiveness. If we refuse to forgive, you're putting yourself on the throne of God. You're saying, God, get out of the way. I'm the king right now. You don't know how to handle your servants, God, so I'm going to sit on the throne right now, and this world would be a bad place if I was on the throne. There'd be a lot of people that would be crusty and destroyed. In fact, that would be happening to me, because if some of you were on the throne. You see, the problem is when we don't forgive, and we don't allow God to work in us, we sit on the throne and say, God, they deserve this, and I hope you burn them. Aren't you glad God doesn't do that to us? Aren't you glad He doesn't give you what you and I deserve? Amen? Joseph understood this truth. You see, God is the judge. You're not the judge. I'm not the judge. God is the judge. And God is the only one who never wronged anyone. And Joseph understood that. Because look, here's what it says, Genesis 50, 19. And Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? He had already settled it in his heart. He already let them go. And any time you hold on to unforgiveness, you again are setting yourself up on the throne of God and you're kicking Him out of the way. You're not allowing God to do His work. You have not released them into God's hands. But when you release them, then God can act. Amen? When you forgive someone, you release them, then you release yourself from torment, from bitterness, from hate, from anger, from sleepless nights. You, for, you, you can move on now. You can allow God to make the situation right because now you're letting go. You're not telling God how to do His job. You're now letting God do His job. You see, God will deal with people if they're evil. God will deal with people when they keep doing wrong. But here's what Romans 12, 19-21 says, Dear friends, what's the word say? Never take revenge. When are you to take revenge? Come on, that was weak. When are you to take revenge? Never. You're never to take revenge, it says. Leave that to the, ang- the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. or vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In, in doing this, you will keep, keep burning whole coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. That's what Christians are supposed to do. Amen? So the first thing is you must release them. The second thing is you must receive. You must receive. Because see, the problem that most of us have is we struggle with forgiving people because we have not truly received forgiveness ourselves. The reason we struggle with forgiving people is because we have not totally grasped the concept of forgiveness. We've not received forgiveness. You can't give what you don't have. If you have not received forgiveness, you can't give forgiveness. Do you understand this? Let me go on. Matthew 6, this is part of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Matthew 6, 12-13. And Jesus said, and, for, and, and He says, this is the model you're supposed to pray. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. And don't let us yield the temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. The Lord's Prayer asks God to forgive us as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. And here's the thing that bugs us. The next scripture, verse 14, Matthew 6, 14. If you forgive those who sin against you, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is something we've talked about. We've got to let it go. We have this wrong concept. Let me talk about this for a minute. If we don't forgive, understand forgiveness and don't receive forgiveness, we cannot give forgiveness. We have this wrong concept that we must earn forgiveness 
And those who sin against us must earn our forgiveness. You see, the Bible says we're saved by grace. You don't earn forgiveness. You ask for forgiveness. Amen? We're saved by grace, not by works, so that no man can boast. And so when someone wrongs us, we say they have to earn my forgiveness. You don't do that to God. Then how can you do that to them? And so you, you hold this judgment over them. You, and you hold yourself in a place where you cannot let go. And so we live with this tainted concept that God is keeping score of every bad thing that we do after we're saved. He does before we're saved. And after we're saved, He still watches, He still matures you. But we have this mindset, you know, like, so you go a week without doing your devotions, and then, so on your way to work, you know, it's, it's, it's the busiest day, you have this important meeting, you get a flat tire, and now you're an hour late. And you're like, okay, God, thanks for getting me because I miss my devotions. God doesn't work that way. Or, at the end of the month, you, you get this late payment, or, or you're out of money at the end of the month, you're like, okay, God, that was a good one. Thanks for getting me because we didn't tithe last month. If that's how you think of God, you're in trouble. Yes, God will deal with you if you continue to do wrong, but He doesn't do that every time. He's not up there like, come here. Come here, Stan. Mm-hmm. Pop! Maybe some of you in this room have the concept, that's God. That's not God. He would have burned us all a long time ago. When you're in Christ, you're forgiven. And He doesn't do that. And so we have this concept that, I, that God is going to get everyone and He's going to get me. And I'm going to barely make it into heaven by the skin of my teeth, whatever that means. Because there's no skin in you, right? We have this wrong concept. You see, God never gets back at us because He got back at Jesus. Isaiah 53.10 Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And, through the Lord, and though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. How could this have pleased God? It pleased God to bruise him, to beat Jesus for us, so that now we could have a relationship with him. God's not some... Sick person like, yeah, I want to cause pain. He goes, no, I want to take this guilt of sin off of them. I want to take this destructive sin from them. So I'm going to put it on Jesus, my son. That pleased him so that I can have a relationship with my people. Isn't that awesome? This is forgiveness. This is the goodness of God. We don't earn it. We receive it. We receive Forgiveness. Because your good works, my good works, as the Bible says, are filthy rags. They're they're nothing. You and I struggle with receiving forgiveness. And we still feel like God should hit us because we did all these bad things. God, I was such a bad person. Can you at least slap me? No, God says, I've forgiven you. Now you're a new creature. You're a new creation. And if that's your mindset, I'm asking that God would set you free from that because that's wrong. Amen? It's like when you accidentally close... I don't know. Has anyone had their finger closed or the hand closed in the door of a car? No one? Let's go outside. Let me try it on you. Have you ever had your hand shut in a door? You're looking at me like... What? You ever hit your, had someone hit your finger with a hammer? A couple of... Okay, so, so it's like... Okay, let's say you accidentally closed the, your, your kid's hand or your, your wife's hand or your brother's hand or, or your co-worker's hand in the door and they're like... Ah! You're like, oh, and you feel so bad, right? And some of you are like, yeah, let's do that. No, don't do that. But, and you're like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, 
out. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're like, I'm sorry. And they're like, okay, okay, I forgive you, get out. And, and you're like, please, I'm sorry. What can I just get out of my face? Right? And then you're driving, you're driving, and you're like, gosh, I'm so sorry. You can shut my hand in the door. The problem is you haven't received their forgiveness. And you're wanting to be hit. And they said, I'm, you're, I'm fine. It was an accident. I'm and you see, the problem is we have this mindset that that's how the world operates. Tit for tat. An eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. Be glad that God doesn't operate with us. But you see, you cannot give forgiveness until you forgive. Until you get rid of this mentality that God is ready to hit you or that God needs to hit you from your past. Because just be glad He doesn't hit you. He's a merciful God, amen? He's slow to anger, slow to wrath. And you truly cannot receive forgiveness until you actually receive forgiveness. God doesn't want to hit you. He wants to love you. He hit His Son, Jesus Christ. Well, Pastor, He deals with people. He does. If we get rebellious and get out of His will, He does deal with us. But when you're a child of His, He loves you and He wants the best for you. And as a parent, He will discipline to get you back right. Amen? This is kind of doing penance or earning God's grace. John 1.12 says this, Yet to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Jesus paid your full price for your sins on the cross. Amen? And if you have a problem forgiving, then you probably haven't received totally forgiveness. You still feel guilty. The Bible says that he's forgotten our sins. He, he says that they're washed as white as snow. Remember the songs you used to sing as a kid? He washes our sins. We're as white as snow now in the eyes of God. And you must forgive the same way that God forgives you. And then you can truly forgive others. Let her see. Believe. So first you've got to release. Secondly, you have to, you have to receive it. And then thirdly, you have to believe. Pastor, I've done some pretty bad things. I'm not sure God can really forgive me. Yes, God can really forgive you. That's why He sent His Son on the cross. You say, well, but Pastor, God is a loving God. He's a holy God. He can't look at sin. Because Habakkuk 1.13, I have it right here since you're quoting it. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrong. That's right. The Bible says God cannot look at evil. He cannot tolerate wrong. In fact, Pastor Stan, it says in Romans 3.23, Romans 3.23, for all his sin and fallen short of the glory. I'm a loser. I'm, a, I'm this worthless worm. I'm going to burn in hell. No. If you've accepted Christ, you're not going to burn in hell. And you're not a worthless worm anymore. Now you're a child of God. Amen? The Bible confirms it all sin, but it also confirms that God's love and mercy and forgiveness are, are awesome. And God here, it says in Psalm 103, 12-14, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. He understands we're weak. Can you imagine? As far as the east is from the west, east and west never meet. Right? When you go east on the globe, where will we, do you ever go west? Unless you turn around. If you're going east, you're going what? Always going east. You go west, you're always going the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, God has done away with your guilt, with your sins. He's, it's gone. You and I remember, Satan remembers, and he understands. It says, I understand that you are children of the dust. You're, you're, you don't understand all things, but I can help you. 
And then it says, check this out in Job 36.7, that he cannot withdraw his eye from the righteous. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. But they are on the throne with kings, for he has seated them forever. And they are exalted. You see, once you and I are redeemed in Christ, now we're seated in heaven as children of God. His eyes, it's like, I mean, it's serious. Like, like if you're a parent or a grandparent, and you see, your, you know, as your kids get older, sometimes that gets tainted, right? But I mean, there's still times when I'm driving, or I'm, I'm, I'm at the office, I'm doing, and I think about my daughters, and this big smile comes upon my face. I see their face, I'm thinking, oh man, I'm so, I so love them. Thank you, Lord, for their, their I love them. And God is thinking about you. I mean, it's like, it's like you know, some of your grandparents or parents, you have that, you know, you pull out your wall and like, the pictures come flying out. Now it's on your iPhone or your iPad or your smartphone. Like, here, let me show you my kids. You're like, I just saw that yesterday. God is like, he's got you in his wallet. Hey, look at, look at them. Look, check them out on his iPhone maybe. I don't know. He's look, look. Look at them. His eyes are like, I love them. They're awesome. Why? Because Jesus took your sin. His blood covers your sins now. Isn't that awesome? 1 Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You see, God is... Remember the, the, the word this morning, the tongue interpretation was, I hear you. I love you. He hears you. He loves you. He's looking at you with joy. Isn't that awesome? You've got to believe that, yes, you're free now. And you must believe that you're made righteous through Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 it says, God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. It's nothing you did, it's what Jesus did. And you see, some of you in this room this morning, you have never totally forgiven yourself for the past. You still think you're a loser. You're not a loser. You are a child of God. And you yourself can never please God. That's why Jesus died on the cross for you. So that you would be forgiven. You see, all other religions frustrate. All other religions, you just hope that you can maybe please God or whoever the God or gods are. But only in this faith, which is not a religion, it's a relationship with God, can you know for sure that you are forgiven and you're freed and you are a child of God. And with all that forgiveness, with all that love, you must, you yourself, say, you know what? Jesus died on the cross for me. God forgave all people. And through Jesus, He removed my transgression. Therefore, I can forgive people for the wrongs that they've done. If God took all my sins and laid them on the back of Jesus, I surely could forgive some people for a few things they've done in my life. Amen? You see, some of you don't believe yet that you've been forgiven. You've got to get over that. man. You've got to say, I'm free. I'm free. God has removed your sins. He's forgiven you in Christ Jesus. You've been completely pardoned. Remember that whole thing where, where, where the brother said to Joseph, lift this thing from us. Jesus lifted your sins and put them on His back. You're free now. He doesn't get you. In fact, in, in our, in, at least in the United States, the last I remembered, you can't be convicted of a crime twice. The same crime. And once God forgives you, it's like, it's gone, it's done, it's cleaned. Oh God, but I was such a worm, I did this, I did this, I did this. And God said, I don't even know about that, I've forgiven that. But no God, I'm a, I'm a loser, I did this, I'm such an evil. And He said, I forgave you. You've got to let go and you've got to move on. You haven't believed yet that you've been forgiven. God loves you. 
Life is too short to live in shame and guilt and bitterness. Amen? Life is too short to, to hold on to pains that someone else has done to you. That, and I tell my kids all the time, when, they do, when, when things happen, I say, That's, you need to let that go. That's on them. Don't let them hold you hostage for your life because you're bitter and angry at them. I, I remember I was, I, was preaching, I was preaching at a Korean church over in uh, uh, Annandale. And there were some, the Korean people of all ages, and if you don't know, I'm half Korean, okay? So my mom grew up under Jap- the, the imperialist Japanese. She, she, her country was divided by the communists. And so uh, she had went through some tough stuff. I told you some of the things, and there's stuff I haven't told you about that my mom went through. And I was preaching to these, these Koreans. My mom was already, had already passed when I was in heaven. I was preaching to these Koreans, and there were some elderly Koreans, men and women in there. And as I was doing an altar time, the Lord prompted me to call them up and have them come forward so they will forgive the Japanese people for what the imperialistic Japanese armies did. If, you, if you've never read it in a student history, the, the, the Japanese soldiers did some very evil things. Hitler was evil, the Nazis were evil, but the Japanese imperialistic armies did some very evil things to those con- con- countries they conquered. China, Korea, uh, uh, some of the other uh, Southeast Asian areas. So you think about that. I mean, they, they, were, they did some cruel things to them. So here are these, these uh, uh, Oma and Opas, these grandma and grandpas were holding on to this anger pain from the 40s. And God told me, you, you need to call them forward so they will forget and forgive. And I called them up and handfuls of them come up, tears coming down their eyes because they had never forgiven the Japanese soldiers for what they did to their land. And they were freed that night. They went away free. And see, there are some of you in this room today. You're holding on. You're, uh, it's bad, it was evil, and, and it maybe was. But there, that wrong thing is holding you captive. You're in bondage now because you're wanting revenge. You're wanting justice. And I get sick of hearing that in our country, in our world. I demand justice. I want justice. Man, you don't want the justice of God. You want the mercy of God. Don't fall into that trap. Because God will deal with everyone at the end. We will all be held accountable. But you see, perhaps this morning, some of you, you're hurting because someone did something wrong. And I'm sorry they did that to you. You're still living in the prison of torment and unforgiveness. Why allow that to happen when this morning you can, you can release them, you can receive forgiveness, and then you can believe that you're forgiven and they're forgiven. Amen? You've got to let go of this because it's killing you. It's destroying your, your relationships. It's destroying your life. It's destroying your faith in God. Why allow this pain to go on when Jesus paid the price? You don't have to carry this burden anymore. Amen? Will you release the people that have hurt you? Will you release those who've done wrong to you, even though they're not sorry? That's the true pardon test. Joseph forgave his brothers, even though here, even after years, and he rescues them and he feeds them, and they still, can you forgive those guys? And they try to lie and manipulate. And Jesus goes, I forgave you a long time ago. I'm not in the place of God. I will always take care of you. Will you allow your maturity and faith grow right now at this very second by letting go of people? Would you stand with me this morning? I do have an altar time. I want you to respond to the Lord right now. Do you truly want to be free? Free from torment? Free from judgment? Do you want to truly move forward in your destiny? Do you want to do what God wants to do? If so, you need to let go of what someone else has done to you.
You need to forgive. Maybe, maybe there's a, a tribe that did something wrong to your tribe in your homeland. You need to let go. Maybe it's a political thing that you're still holding on to. Maybe, it's a, maybe you're, you come from a, a war-torn country and, and some other army did something terrible to your people. You need to let go today. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a Christian. Maybe it's even someone in this room and they did something wrong to you. You need to let go. The Bible says until you forgive them, God cannot forgive you. I'm telling you this morning, God, this was heavy in my heart, but it also that there's going to be freedom today. There's going to be some liberty today because some of us in this room are going to come down and we're going to say, God, I want to free them. I want to be free. I want to be free today because I want to be free to this torment that's going on in my mind. You see, when you hold on to unforgiveness, you're the one being hurt. But when you forgive, you are free. So the first thing, I need to do this first, is if, if you've never accepted Christ Jesus, if you've never accepted a sacrifice for your sins, I want you to just, everyone, to close your eyes and bow your heads just for a moment. I just want you to keep your eyes closed. So you know what? I need to accept this forgiveness of Jesus. I want to become a Christian. I want to be free from my past. If you've never done that, would you just raise your hand and say, I want to accept Jesus' salvation right now. Okay, I, I see one hand. Everyone, everyone repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I receive your sacrifice for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Set me free. Thank you that you've lifted my sins from me. Now fill me with your life, with your love, and with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Here's the last thing now. I want you, if you're ready to pass the pardon test and you want to let go, I want you to come to the front. You want to say, Pastor Stan, I need help forgiving. Come down to the front. Just come on. I, want, I say, God, I want help to forgive. I want to let go of some things that have been done to me. Come on. I want you to come to the front. Some of you say, I want to be free of the pain of torment that holds on to me every night, every week. I want you to come to the front. Say, God, set me free of this pain. Set me free of this torment. Some of you need to come forward and you need to release... You need to release the person of the wrong that they've done to you. Come on to the front. Come on. I said, God, I want, to, I want to release that person to you right now so you can do what you need to do. Come on. Some of you need to, to receive forgiveness for the first time. You've never received forgiveness. Come to the front so you can receive that forgiveness. Come on now. Come on down. I want to receive forgiveness. Come on. Some of you need now to believe that you're forgiven. And you're a child of God. God doesn't want to beat you. He wants to bless you. Come to the front. Say, I want to be blessed by God. I want to be recognized as a righteous child. Come on to the front. Come on. If you want to be free of unforgiveness, you want to be free from the pain and torment that holds you into forgiveness. If you want to release someone, if you need to forgive someone, if you want to know that you are a child of God, I want you to come to the front. Come to the front right now. God set us free. Holy Spirit, set us free right now, God. Father God, set us free right now. Some of us are holding on to anger. Some of us are holding on to pain. Some of us are holding on to bitterness. Some of us want vengeance. We want retribution. We want justice. Lord, we want to let go so we can be forgiven. Lord, there are some in this room that bad things have happened. But God, they can only be free until, until they forgive and forget. So help them. Help them in the name of Jesus to let go of these bad things that have happened in their lives. Let them let go of these evil things that were done in their lives, God. 
Let them say, God, I release them to you. I give them to you. I am free today. Maybe, maybe they're still, they see that person's face. They still hear those words. Lord, let them forget. Let them throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. And maybe there are some here this morning, God. They think that you're still going to hit them. Let them know that they are a child of God. And they're free, God. They're free today, God. Let us be free, God. Some are tormented day and night by the pain. Let them be free, God. Some of them want to be the judge. Let them let that be you, God. Today, in the name of Jesus, remove the pain. Remove the hate. Remove the anger. Remove, God, the bitterness. Remove the unforgiveness today. Let freedom reign through the body, Lord God. Free hearts. Free minds. Free spirits. Free bodies. Free relationships, God. Let your spirit reign. Let your spirit reign. We want to be free of the bad things that have been done to us. We want to free. We want to release those things. We want to be free, God. We release. We forgive. We let them go. We believe that we're children of God. There are some here that still think they need to be hit by you. You don't want to hit them, God. You want them free, God. You want them free, God. Release us today, God. Release us today, God. We forgive. We forgive. Come on, church. We forgive. We forgive, God. We forgive, God. Free us up. Free us up, God. Free us. Free us. Free us. Free us, Lord. Life is too short, God. Life is too short. Life is too short to hold on to bitterness, to hold on to anger. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. Forgive us for holding on. Release. Release. Release in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. 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 Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Let God take care of it. Let God be the judge today. Be free of torment. Be free of pain. Be free of angerness and bitterness and unforgiveness. Be free. Set us free, God. 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 Church, I believe God wants to say this. He says, I love you. I am pleased with you. And if you let go of this bitterness, this pain, this unforgiveness of this person, new things are going to happen. I don't know what they are, but you've got to let go and let God be the judge. Amen? Be free today. Amen? Don't let the devil bring it up. Just say, I rebuke that. I've forgiven. I've forgotten. I'm free of that. Amen? Because once you pass this pardon test, greater things are going to happen in your life. I don't know what they are, but God is going to do some great things. Let go of the pain. Let go of the anger. And when the enemy tries to bring it up, say, man, that's gone. I've forgiven. I've forgotten about that. I'm free, and you can't put that on me, Satan. Get out of my life in Jesus' name. Amen? When you begin to feel guilty, just say, no, I'm free. I'm a child of God. I am free. I don't live in that anymore. You can't live in the past. It's done. Amen? Now, some of you, and you may not like this, but some of you may have to call someone. 
Some of you may have to email someone. Some of you may have to look at someone and just say, I, I forgive you. Even if they haven't asked for forgiveness, just say, man, I, I'm forg- I forgive you. I'm done. This is done. We're free. We're free of this. Let the Lord guide you in that. Don't do it because I said it. But if the Lord's leading you to email or call or write or, or Skype or go meet with someone and say, man, I forgive you. And they might say, you know, I didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. I forgive you. And then just be free. Amen? Because God wants to use you like Joseph to save not just you and your family, but your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors, your community, this state, this region, this nation, and all the nations of the world. Amen? Life is too short. Amen? Father, thank you that you pardoned us of our sins. Thank you, Lord. You forgave us. You've forgotten about it. You've washed them with your blood now. We forgive those who've done wrong to us now. And we are free. The Bible says that whoever the Son sets free, they are free indeed. Hallelujah, Lord. We're free. We're free. Hallelujah. We're free today, God. We're free, Lord. We're free. We bless you, Lord. 